And I felt like I was, you know, losing track of myself before this even happened. So I think with having all this free time in our own hands, I was able to just reflect on everything and how I can be better in multiple situations. You know, this is hitting everyone differently. So what you're going through can be completely different from someone else. And so just by asking that simple question could probably mean a lot to them and just know that they have someone there. This pandemic has forced students to learn at home and educators have had to make a fast pivot to remote teaching. This season, I'm talking with teachers and students across the United States to find the silver linings of our situation, to find out what matters most in school, and to use those lessons as we reimagine the future of education. This is Change the Narrative, the podcast about innovation in education and the workplace. I'm your host and tour guide, Michael Hernandez. Vanessa Lopez is currently a freshman at Miracosta High School in Manhattan Beach, California. She takes part in the school's track team and also plays club soccer. Some of the things she likes to do in her free time are hang out with friends and family, play soccer, and the guitar. Some annoying things that drive her family crazy are taking a long time to get ready in the mornings and being really shy. Vanessa is someone who likes meeting new people and helping others where she can. <laughs> that sounds like a classic um, you know, teenager, um, but I love that. Thanks for joining me, Vanessa. I really appreciate it. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and for all the listeners, uh, they should know that you are also my student in the photography class and that mm -hmm. you are not doing this for extra credit. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Did I just break that to you? Is that bad news? Did you? Okay. Sorry. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I mean, you've done some really great work in that class, Vanessa. And I think um, for those who haven't seen your work yet, um, you did some really amazing work with some undocumented uh, immigrants and for one of the assignments, mm -hmm. which was a portrait assignment. So thinking about how you can take portraits of someone without actually showing their face and also that you had the courage to tackle that subject um, is, is pretty, pretty great. Um, and I'm very proud of you for doing that. Um, if I can ask, like, wh why did you um, decide that that was going to be the subject of, of that project when everybody else was taking pictures of like their friends and things like that? Um, I would say that I think that's a topic that usually goes unnoticed and people don't really know and understand like the struggles that they go through. And so I wanted to give them like a bit of an insight and point of views into what they have to do and how do they get there. And do you have some of those insights? Because your family um, are immigrants as well, right? Um, yes, some. Yeah, I know my family also uh, were immigrants my, on my dad's side, obviously. Hernandez is my last name. <laughs> they came over as, as farm workers um, after World War II. So um, really interesting story to tell. Um, I'm glad you have the courage to talk about those things. Um, so you've been my student. We've been in, uh, I guess, school closure and remote learning for a couple months now, right? It's almost eight yeah. weeks, I think, um, at the time of this recording. And so I bet there's a lot of annoying aspects of being stuck at home. How have you kept your sanity while being on lockdown? Well, I've been doing like a numerous amount of things. And one of them being consistently exercising. Um, for instance, exercising is something that's just really important, not just because of like I, I'm playing sports such as track and soccer, but like just for my health and staying in shape. 
And so I usually go out on runs and walks, which is really refreshing because not only am I outdoors, which is something that I love, but you get like a moment to yourself and your attention. You just move all your focus into that and like block everything else. And I also play, I'm learning to play the guitar, which is something that I always wanted to do, but never got the chance to. So that's really fun. And overall, just being productive and having a positive mindset definitely makes me feel a lot better. And Wow, that's incredible. So you're picking up guitar because you've got more time now during your day? Definitely. Okay. Um, and the exercise pieces, that's really great. Um, I feel like I have to exercise every day as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're exercising in the middle of the day, or how do you organize your regimen around school and Zoom meetings and all of that stuff? Yeah, well, I try my best to get work done as soon as possible. So I have that time, that extra time to do exercise and all the other things that I want to do. And for the most part, I'm able to manage to get it done by like around six or so. And But at the same time, I take breaks. So that helps along with that as well. And I'm assuming this is a schedule that you couldn't have done before we had remote school. Yeah, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and what do you think about it now? Is that something that you like? Is that something that's working for you? Yeah, I really enjoy it because you have more time for yourself and to just reflect on things and do things that you wanted to do but never really got the chance to. So I think that's really fun. Mm, that's really great. Yeah. I was actually talking to somebody uh, else in your class, Dylan Ingalls, uh, and he started a business with oh, his wow. friend. Uh, talk about productive use of time. <laughs> yeah. I haven't started one yet and I'm like a lot older than that. I'm not going to say how much older, but yeah, um, it's admirable. <laughs> um, so what do you think are some of the advantages of having school at home? Um, some advantages would definitely be choosing your own workspace and for, for instance, not being stuck at a desk the whole day. And I usually choose to go outside and just do my work or just, you know, on the couch wherever I find more convenient. And um, not only for students, but teachers as well are able to just be in their own home, which they're already comfortable in. So that's great. And then you can work at a time in which you are most productive. So like you, you could choose whether you want to work in the afternoon or not. And then you can take breaks. You could choose to take breaks and like take naps, for instance. Naps. (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah i have to say i'm taking some naps now that i wasn't able to do before so tell me about that what's your sweet spot like you said you try to cram and get stuff done but then you work in the afternoon do you have like a sweet spot for different types of classes like math versus english versus something else i tend to move around a lot but the my main two spots are the table of course because it's like so i can have everything more organized and I have a balcony, so I usually just go out there, which I love now. And I didn't used to, I never used to do that until now. And I just find it so relaxing. And especially since like there, there are birds out there. So they're always chirping and it's just really nice to have like a sense with nature. Mm, yeah, I agree. That's really great. Do you find that there's certain times of day that work best for you for studying different classes or? Yes, it's more in the evenings. I don't know why, but I just find myself more productive in the evenings rather than in the daytime. Wow. And I think like a lot of teachers might have the stereotype that you've got to be in there early in the morning, cranking Mm -hmm. out work, you know, at a desk somewhere. Um, And I've heard this from 
from other teachers is like the kids are just playing video games until late at night and that's why they're sleepy in the morning and things like that. Yeah. What do you think about that idea? I could see and understand why they have that idea. I mean, it's not like that doesn't happen. It does and it's really common. So I don't like judge them for thinking that. But at the same time, some other students work best at night. So I think they should keep that in mind. That's good advice. Yeah. Um, so I know like as a high school student, it's probably social life is really important to you and seeing friends and hanging out, uh, whether it's having lunch or just, you know, whatever's going on at school <laughs> during the day. Yeah. Um, and it might be hard to like not have that anymore for sure. Um, but what do you secretly like best about having school at home? I secretly like being able to listen to music and work at the same time because I noticed that most of my teachers don't allow music while having quiet time to work, but I find it that it's really relaxing and I just really enjoy it and helps me concentrate. So that's really fun to do. And like I said earlier, going outside and sitting in the balcony instead of working at my desk is really nice. That's great. The simple pleasures, right? Yeah. I was actually interviewing a teacher uh, in the Chicago area. He's an English teacher and he loves playing loud music. <laughs> and so that's something he definitely could not do at school. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you're, you're not alone in, a, in that. Uh, it's great. Um, so you're doing schoolwork at home. Do you have uh, your own laptop or iPad? Fortunately, I do have my own laptop to do schoolwork along with internet. And that's something that I've taken more into account now with remote learning because I am fully aware that not everyone has that luxury and we often take it for granted. And with that being said, um, I am more now more appreciative and grateful for things such as a device to work with and internet because my aunt is a teacher herself and she that's one of her main struggles especially since she works in a low-income area and so like half of her students don't have access to like a laptop or an ipad and so they have to like do their work and then send pictures with their parents phones and things like that wow what do you think about that Honestly, when I first heard that, it like it shocked me because that's not something I really thought about, you know, because, well, I'm used to being in an area where like most people have it. And and then hearing that, that half of the students, that's a large amount of kids that don't. And it just really makes you reflect on the things that you have and not taking things for granted. What have you learned about yourself while being on quarantine? I've learned a lot, actually. <laughs> and that, but I just... I knew some things already about myself, but I didn't know how greatly they affected me. So for me, I've, um, I've always been really shy. So that is something that I've always dealt with. But now with remote learning, I've noticed that it really sets me back in numerous <laughs> ways, such as like asking a question or simply even answering when being called on. I often tend to get really nervous and scramble what I want to say. And it makes like the teacher think that I don't know the answer to the question or that I'm not paying attention. And, but on a more positive note, no, um, I learned that I love the outdoors more than what I thought. Um, of course, I loved it because of sports since I'm always out and stuff, but now I just like it, especially in my free time. So let's say I'm not doing sports. I would actually want it, prefer to be outside and work and just listen to music. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I think so. It's really peaceful to be outside. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, I'm curious about that first part, though. You said, I know you're a shy student because you're in my class um, (laughs) and you still manage to get across what you need to. Do you feel that remote learning has changed that at all? Do you feel that it's easier or is it kind of the same as far as your ability to reach out to the teacher or ask questions or to communicate your ideas? Um, It's honestly the same (laughs) because it's like on Zoom meetings when you're going to answer it's like the camera just goes on you. And so it's like, I just feel like everyone's just looking at me and wanting and just going to judge me on based on what I'm going to say. So I usually just tend to avoid that and just email the teacher or I will, I just don't ask the question that I need to, which is really bad, but yeah. Okay. That's, that's good advice. Cause I'd heard from some other teachers and maybe in my own head, I was thinking it's better for students who are shy because Mm-hmm. You know, you're not sitting next to somebody. No one's going to give you a, an evil eye or anything like that or yeah. judge you. Um, but um, that's interesting. And so, and you're talking about situations that are like the live meeting. It's kind of yeah. like the equivalent, the digital equivalent of being together live in a class anyway. So there's not much of a shift there. For um, me, yeah. Okay. That's good to know. That's, that's really interesting for me to know um, as a teacher too. So thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Um. Speaking of which, what do you want to say to your teachers about remote learning and how they run their classes? First off, I just wanted to like thank them because I know that teaching under these circumstances especially is very difficult and it was also a pretty fast transition for them. So most of the teachers weren't as prepared and basically were just rushed into the situation. But I would like to say that I would like it if more teachers were to get on Zoom because it really makes a difference when you're reading off from a textbook rather than have being present in the moment and having them explain it to us and just being able to ask questions at that given moment without having to go and email them. So you find some teachers are not making that connection. They're just like, Hey, here's the stuff. Go do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's happening. So I hear you saying you're missing sort of that interpersonal connection, the explanation, Mm-hmm. The guidance and the nuance, yeah. Why do you think teachers are doing that? Why do you think they're not having those Zoom meetings or or giving you that guidance that you need? Maybe it just makes it a lot harder on them because I know that with some prior experiences, some kids like won't show their faces. Or they like won't do the requirements, and or they'll just like they won't be focused and stuff. So I feel like the teachers just think that what's the point of having a Zoom meeting if they're not if the students aren't going to take account that you know we're trying to make the effort into giving them the best learning experience but I think that not all students are like that and most of them want to actually have that life experience and in the moment yeah I I don't know do you find that um, you're drawn to certain classes like you you want to go to them or do you feel like Mm -hmm. you're required to go to them or I'm just sort of curious like or maybe your friends talk to you about this um, are there certain classes that you're like, yeah, I can't wait for the meeting or you're like, oh, here comes another one. You know? <laughs> What's yeah. your sense of how that's being handled by teachers? I personally like Zoom meetings, although I am very shy and tend not to say anything, but I just like having the teacher talking and us all presently listening and all that. And especially, and just being able to hear like your peers and what they have to say as well is really fun. And I only have three teachers that are doing Zoom meetings and one of them is like only on Mondays and then the other, but one of my teachers is very consistent. Like every class uses the full two hours on Zoom 
and it's no different from being in class like he he hasn't changed anything like and he also asks us like if we're doing okay how is this affecting our family and i think it's really nice to hear the different perspectives and how it's affecting everyone else differently because what i obviously might be going through is completely different from somebody else's situation so being able to hear how they're handling it and stuff like that really it's really nice I try to be mindful of what you guys are doing. We meet regularly, but um, mm. like today was just mm -hmm. like for 15 minutes just to make sure you guys are on track versus like yeah. a whole two hours. Yeah. Um, so what are some of the aspects of remote learning that you think we should keep once the pandemic is over? I think the teachers should keep adding new, adding videos and resources to assignments or just posting on Canvas and Google Classroom for us to look at when we're confused on something and one of the lessons that they gave or some or the thing that the things that we're learning because it really helps a student find get a different perspective in what they were trying to give out to the students which i find really helpful because like my math teacher for instance gives us um youtube videos and she's like oh you could go on there if you didn't understand what she tried teaching. So you mean the videos that the teachers create or they find and curate for you and share and go, here's some ways to do this or here's a different way to look at this subject. How is that? Can you tell me a little bit about that? What's that look like? My math teacher doesn't do the videos herself. She finds them online and then she'll just post them and be like, oh, well, this week we learned about this or on specific days, she'll be like, oh, we learned about this and here's a review if you need it. And when she gives us assignments as well, she attaches the videos there if we need like a refresher on what to do. So I think that's really helpful. Yeah. And do you find that's a problem? Is it okay to like have your teacher have somebody else's videos or would you prefer it to be her or like, how do you feel about that? Either way, it's like, it's still going to possibly help me and having my teacher do it is completely fine. But having another person do it and seeing their ways, because sometimes their steps are different and sometimes they'll go more and either one will go more in depth into it. So I think it doesn't really matter. It just that the point gets across is what counts. That's really great to hear. Yeah. Cause it's like everybody has their own philosophy or perspective or personality and it's like everybody perceives the, the subject differently. So um, why yeah. not bring that in? That's really great. Um, so we talked about this idea of silver linings, um, oh, yeah. something that's sort <laughs> of, you know, a positive uh, that may be kind of hidden in this bigger problem, this bigger complex situation that we're in right now. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm curious to hear from you, what do you think is, is a silver lining out of all this that you find is really important? Reconnecting with yourself is a major one, but besides that, also connecting with the ones around you. In this time, although we are physically kept apart and isolated from everyone else, we should still try and maintain some type of connectedness with others and take the time to even just build your relationships that you already have even stronger for instance whether that be with your loved one your friends or even family so like just being communicative with others honestly asking them how they're doing and if they're okay just simply checking in on them can really make a difference because we have to keep in mind that um you know this is hitting everyone differently so you're possibly going through of course what you're going through can be completely different from someone else. And so just by asking that simple question could probably mean a lot to them and just know that they have someone there. Wow. That's really great advice. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, is there one most important silver lining for you in all of this? Yeah, one that really resonates with me is reconnecting with yourself because I truly think that's really important. And um, just finding yourself and being the best possible you and then just seeing what you could do better and just reflecting on everything else within you. And I felt like I was, you know, losing track of myself before this even happened. So I think with having all this free time in our own hands, I was able to get some time for myself, like, like I said, go on walks and just reflect on everything and how I could get, how I can be better in multiple situations. That's beautiful. I like that. It's great advice for everybody. <laughs> um, if there was one piece of advice that you'd like to share with teachers or parents or policymakers, people who make the laws and things like that mm-hmm. about remote learning, what would it be? If I had to give one piece of advice, it would be to maintain a positive attitude, mindset, and outlook through it all because by only focusing on the negative, it just pushes us into a negative state of mind, which causes anything like stress, anger, and a lot of more down-bringing emotions and thoughts. So by just being positive, you're able to allow yourself to continuously grow and not live in the past and or have a pessimistic mindset. What do you mean by that, live in the past? Like, some of us tend to hold on to the negative things that we've done in the past or the negative things that others have done to us. So I think by continuously having those negative thoughts and just keeping that negative situation in your head really doesn't allow yourself to grow and, you know, see past it. Hmm. Such good advice. (laughs) Is there anything else you'd like to share about school closures and remote work? I just want to say that it really comes down to yourself being resilient and very much responsible in these times due to remote learning. And of course, work can be pretty stressful and not as motivating as it was before, but we should try to just look beyond that and recognize that it will affect us in our future. So we should try still as hard as we can and were as we were going to school and just get the, and not let everything get the best of us. That's great advice, Vanessa. (laughs) Well, Vanessa Lopez, this has been a great conversation. I really love your insights and perspective and your philosophy. It's definitely given me something to think about. So thank you so much for the time. Thank you for having me. If you want to see Vanessa's photography project about undocumented immigrants, you can find a link in the show notes for this episode at changethenarrative.net. If you like the podcast, rate us and write us a review. It helps people find us. And don't forget to sign up for our monthly email newsletter. You can find the details on our website, changethenarrative.net.